0: Now, this is Pastor Tayulola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been a lot going on lately, but I'm grateful and thankful that God is still good on the throne. Amen. Now, I want to do something that usually I don't do or I try to do before I get online or with you when doing the podcast. So I'm going to do this right now, immediately. Dear Father in heaven, I thank you so much, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us on today. Lord, I'm asking you just to bless each and every hearer and also doers of your word on today. Bless us to be able to come into agreement with you. These are last and evil days that we are in, Lord. So I'm asking you, God, to cover us from the crown of our heads, so our feet, Lord, cover our homes, our children, our families, Lord. Master you just to bless all of us right now in the name of Jesus, because it is this is the time for us to speak up, the time to do what you say to do, no matter what's going on, no matter who's in the White House, but who's on the throne is more important now than ever. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is more important, Lord, for us to know who is on the throne than who is in the White House. So I'm asking you, Lord, to bless right now in the name of Jesus, each and every viewer, each and every person that is being able to hear and listen and do what you say do and cover us right now in the name of Jesus. I pray and I thank you. Amen and amen. Also, Lord, I'm asking you to give us wisdom, Lord. I mean, spiritual wisdom as in Solomon. Let us be able to know the due diligence of you. Know who you are in this evil and last days, God. Bless us to give us the wisdom that we need, the hope that we have, the peace that we have, the perseverance and the godly wisdom. And we thank you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, on today. I have had some of the most sleepless nights lately Um, due to the passing of um, a good family member of mine, um, my Aunt Louise. I'm thankful and grateful for knowing her and being able to have laughs and tears and being able to, to just, you know, know her, see her, um, The good, the bad, the unspoken, and sometimes the rejoicing is all a part of life. And I'm grateful and thankful that God has been able to let me uh, know that part of her. And she was a part of, she was pretty much my my, um, father's uh, sister next to him. And he was the baby. So I'm grateful and thankful for that. Also, Lord, I'm, you know, just putting it out there. I'm so grateful for you being on the throne on today and knowing that, you know, certain times today's spiritual maturity kicked in on today, y'all. I'm just saying. And you're like, wait a minute. What's, what do you mean, Pastor? People don't like you just because you are living the way that God tells you to live. They don't like you because of the hell they're living in. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. People don't like you because you're doing what God says do, not what man says do. So please keep doing what God says do and know who you are serving on today. See, I've learned and I've encountered, and I even spoke up to my husband. He was like, oh, this is just, and I said, no, it's not. It's spiritual warfare. When people can sit there and give you dirty looks simply because you are in a space and you're happy with what God is doing for you, but yet and still, they don't have that happiness. They don't have that joy. They have this type of purview against everything that is holy. And you know that. And when you... When you go into a space and you know you're living of God and you're doing what God says do, oh, that's when the enemy don't like you. That's when the enemy hates what you're doing because you're doing more than what they're doing. You're sitting up here and you're setting the standard of how it is to live holy and righteous. And they don't even consider you. They consider you a threat. So now they don't want to be able to have you in their space, man. When I tell you that was me today and I was so grateful that the spiritual maturity of who I am kicked in because the old me was like, this person is honestly trying to be able to be stupid with me and I hate to say it like that, but it's just the honest to goodness truth when people don't realize who you are and whom you are and you're doing more and you're you're having that spiritual maturity it it just it arcs the enemy, and if you're not living like you're supposed to be living, it arcs them because you are doing more. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. There is something about in this atmosphere when it shifts and the enemy is so mad because you're doing more than what he's, he's doing. And I'm going to say it like, I mean it. Do you understand that when God gave me this, I did not sit there and I was like, man, the magnification of these words Speaks volumes, and all I could do was go back to Joshua to go back to a different time and space where it is so much more prevalent now more than ever. And as the United States is sitting here and talking about UFOs, which are pretty much demons, so I'm gonna say that one more time for the people in the back it's demonic. It's demons. And if something can be able to sit there and do that in your mind to be able to communicate with you telepathically, that's demonic. That's not God. And also at the same exact time, they're going to be coming more patterns with it because they're going to try to introduce this as we used to be like them and all this other stuff. And In my head, I'm like, God. You know, and I know who you are. And people, it's going to be like delusion. And I've heard that so many times on last week and the week previously. Delusion is such a delusion, or it's such a set stronghold that people don't want to accept what is real. They want to make their own narrative. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. There is so much more of a calling for us as people, the body of Christ, the true Christians, the the true believers to stand up and say something. Not just say something, but tell the truth. Nothing but the truth. So help me God. I kept hearing that in my head also. Because when you go into a courtroom, you're supposed to have your hand on the Bible and you're supposed to be able to have one hand up and it's supposed to swear to tell the truth, nothing but the truth. So help you God. And now more than ever, we need to be doing that. And too many people haven't been doing that. Too many people have been conforming to this world. Too many people are sitting up here and saying, well, this person is saying they're this, so we should accept that. No, not so. What God has made is male and female. He made them. And also at the same exact time, what God has made, he never made a mistake. It's the delusion that's going on, the grandeur of it that so many people are captivated by. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If you know who you are in Christ, stand up and say the truth. Stand up and testify of who God is. Yes, it is going to cost you a lot but also at the same exact time. Do you understand? I'd rather go down knowing who God is and being ridiculed for telling the truth and living the truth. Let me say that one more time too. speak and live the truth. It is too many of us that are out here, that are celebrities, that have a platform, that do not speak what God is telling you to do. Let me say that one more time. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care what the White House, the Blue House, I don't care who's sitting on those positions. I care about who God is. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back because so many people are caught up on who's in the White House and who's on the Blue House, but then they're not caught up who's sitting on the throne, who is the part of their lives that they need, who is the author and the finisher of their faith, who is giving them breath in their body, clothes on their back, shoes on their feet. Who? Who? But y'all want to sit here, and you want to sit here and get comfortable. It ain't going to be comfortable. It's never comfortable. It's never comfortable for us. We're not supposed to be comfortable in here. It is time, high time for us to speak out, to say what God has told you to tell you, prophet and prophetess, to do what he says do, apostle, preacher, teacher, minister, deacon, deaconess, whatever your position is. Speak the word of God. And live the word of God. Let me say that one more time because so many people can speak the word and they have the lingo and they have the biblical knowledge and they went to school and got their doctrine and all this other stuff in the scriptures. But they do not have in their lives the word of God. They're not living anything. They're changing and doing what someone else wants them to do or what they want to do. A strong delusion, strong delusion of grandeur. It is, it is hard time for us to speak up. Speak up when there is no one else speaking up. Speak up for the truth and know who God is on today. Speak up. When there is no one else talking, but God taps you. He unctions you through the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost. And he unctions you to speak up and tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help you God. It is getting time now that so many celebrities that are pastors, that are uh, singers and songwriters, and we've known them for years that are coming out and they're honest to God truth, showing who they really are, what they've been living. And then at the same exact time, you still want to sit here and listen to their music, listen to all of this stuff. And God is showing you who they are and what they've been doing. And then at the same exact time, you still give them money. You still sit up here in their churches and you're doing all of these different things. And God said, come out. God said, come out. The Lord said, come out. But you still want to do it. How is that? And then at the same time, you think, oh, I'm still saved. I'm still filled with the Holy Spirit. But you're still under this covering. Come out. Do what God says do. It is high time for us. Saints of the most high to do what God says do. And do it with eloquence, with love, with compassion, yes. But also at the same exact time, you do not understand the holy anger that sometimes comes up in us. Because we see what is sin and we call it out. We don't have to just sit up there and say, oh, that's judging. No, if you are living righteous, that's judging. If you're doing what God says, do tell the truth. Oh, it's just, no, if it's a duck, it quacks like a duck, it acts like a duck, it's a duck. It is not something else different. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If it is in the water, it is splashing around and it's yellow and it has water coming down and going off its back and it's quack, 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 it's a duck. There is nothing different underneath the sun anymore. Stop sitting up here and come com- just, just going along with the flow because you want to be liked. I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to do what God says do so I can go home. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You want to be liked so much that you want to sit up here and condone sin. You can't do that, especially if you have a ministry and also you're of God. You cannot do that. Do you understand that once you start converting and doing what you want to do and going back into the enemy's camp, he has you. Once you take a stand like John the Baptist, do you understand that more people are looking at you when you take a stand, when you do what God says do, when you know who you are in God? There is such a thing that, see, your life makes an impact. Don't sit up here and act a fool and then expect for people to come and listen to you. Do you understand that every time that you're out there, you are representative of who God is? See, if I would have sat there and went to the old me, the person that was over the counter would not be existing. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, I had this, this whole entire I don't like when I know I don't like you. It's because I know your spirit doesn't go with my spirit. And that means that because I'm living of God, I have to still sit there and I still, and I still smile. I still talk to my family and I still do what I was supposed to do in that atmosphere. But do you understand that when somebody sits there and they buck up to you or sit there in another room and say, Oh, I don't like that person. Do you understand that I had to sit there and God had to calm me down and say, look, my child, do you see that that person don't like you because the hell they've been living and you've been doing what God says do? Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me. See, there is a significance in us in being able to know who God is on today. There is a significance of who God is in our lives. There is not something that we should be taking lightning anymore. We are a representative of God. We're an ambassador to Him, whether we are here in Korea, whether we are in the United States, whether we are in Germany, internationally. Every time that they see us, they see God. Every time they look upon us, they see God. And whether their lives are not conducive to who God is or they are. Living the way that God is supposed to live. I'm telling you, they will embrace you if you're doing what God says do. And don't you know, even when you are doing what God says do, some of them will not embrace you because they've been living like hell all the time. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. See, there is a significance in who I am and that I have to make a standard. We both have to make a standard if we're in God. There's significance in who we talk about, how we pray, how we minister, how we teach, how we preach, how we get out there and do what God says. Do we have a significance about us? There is an air around us that is most important, that is most prevalent in this time in this period. Man, Pastor, you ain't even got to know I haven't gotten to it yet because let me tell you something. There is coming a time where people do not like you because you have God and you have the Holy Spirit and Jesus dwelling within you. Let me say that one more time for people in the back because the enemy does not like you. They can sit there. Golf, stare, mean, mocking, say whatever they want to say and think that you can say whatever. Do whatever. And think that it will not follow them. Oh, I'm telling you. We're coming to that time. Get adjusted. Get ready. You're not always going to be liked. We're not here to be liked. We're here to do what God says do. Get ready. Your family will not always love you. Your family members will not always take care of you. Get ready. Your life, your family, your parents, your your mother, your father, even your husband and sometimes even your children will not like you because you've been doing what God says do. Get ready, buckle up, focus on what you need to do in God and also the same exact time. Know that you love them. Know that God is blessing you and keeping you, but also at the same exact time, keep your focus on God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know I'm talking to myself. Keep your focus in God. Keep the focus that God has for you. No matter what's going on, keep your focus. Keep your focus in God. Keep your prevalent in God. Keep the whole entire scriptures. Keep everything that's within you. Keep it. It says in the word that you should hide the word of God in your heart. So you might not sin against God, but also at the same exact time so that we can be able to feed ourselves because I'm telling you, it is starving. The, the, the whole entire world is starving for the truth. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is going to become so many strong delusions of grandeur in sin. So much so that people are starting to speak out. And God is letting those people that are not saved speak out because the saved have so much more to do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I have heard so many unsaved people speak out about the sin. And instead of the saved, what do you mean, pastor? I'm i going to hit some things and, and y'all may not like this, but I'm telling you, when you know who you are in God and you have so many people that are celebrities that are out and they're speaking the truth, they're speaking what they know and see, and they're speaking against the sin. Pray for them. Pray for them to have God to come into their lives. Pray for the covering over their lives. Because a lot of these saints need to start speaking up. They need to start covering. They need to start telling on their platforms what's going on. They need to start speaking out of what's going on. And no, it's not just because of the movie theater sitting up here and not letting us see Christian content it's not just hollywood not putting out Christian content it's not just the media speaking not the truth it's not just the people sitting up here that are Christian just sitting up here celebrities sitting up here on their butts but they're getting all this money and this this greed and this acknowledgement but yet and still they give god none within their hearts and it says it too in second timothy it says three and five their hearts are far from thee you can have in your lips speak god all the time but your heart that's what god he sees god sees that it's far from him and then you sit here and you think that god is gonna sit here and not say anything not going to let you. See, there's a difference between love, yes. But also at the same time, God can love you and say no at the same time. God can sit there and have somebody to come in your life and say no. And then you want, well, we should come in love. Yes, but as a prophet or a prophetess, sometimes my love can sit there and tell you the bare, I mean, bare brown, breaking it down. Word of God. And God can sit there and tell me, you tell them like this, because it won't come to them. Oh, they ain't ready for the sugarcoating. No, you're not going to sugarcoat it. No prophet or prophetess is not going to sugarcoat the word of God. They're not going to sit there and tell you, well, thus says the Lord. Yes, but what God tells you is this. Look, sir, look, ma'am, you're going to die if you don't do what God says to do. And I know that you've already heard it because I'm not the only one that has been telling you this. And they look at you. Some of them want to cuss you out. Some of them want to sit up here and be mean. But then you have one. That one that will sit there and come back and come in tears and say, what must I do be saved? What must I do to do what God says do? Because I heard you. You sound just like someone in my family talks just like that because they went to church. They, they went and did what God says do. See, don't change your ministry because of what people are saying, what the world is saying. Do not change what God has already told you in your heart to say it. Bring it out. Do what God says do. Don't worry about the faces. And I didn't worry about her face on today. But worry about who is on the throne on today. Know that the only person, he ain't even a human being. That it was God, Elohim, El Shaddai. He's the one in Israel. He's the one that is God and he sits on the throne. That's who I fear. Not man. He cannot put me in the grave. I have to fear the one that can put me in the grave and also take away my soul. Y'all don't hear me though. Oh, well, pastor. Now, if you want somebody to be monotone, go find someone else. Here, I'm telling you how I know God wants me to put it out. I'm not here just to be able to sit here and be happy-go-lucky. No, we we don't always have to be happy-go-lucky. We need to be able to put the word of God out and honestly, truthfully tell it like it is. You're going to hell. You don't hear that that much anymore. I'm sorry, but that's what's happening. If we don't do what God says do, we're going to hell. We're not going anywhere else. We're not going into limbo. It's either we're going to heaven or we're going to hell. Stop sitting up here. And telling people anything else. Because everything else is not the truth. That's what the word says. Now. (laughs) Number two. What has been really irking me lately. Has been. So many people. Fraternities. Sororities. And still saying "Oh, I'm a pastor. I'm a prophetess. I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a prophet. I'm I'm an apostle. But yet and still, you still sitting up here plagiant to all of these sororities and fraternities. God keeps telling you to come out of that mess. Come out of it. Stop sitting up here. You can speak to people, but you don't need to be in it. And then when God calls you to get out of that mess, stay out of it. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand who founded the witches and warlocks or are of these sororities and fraternities? That's what they did. And then at the same exact time, it has so much uh, Masonic things going on. And then you have all of these rituals. You're not serving God. You're serving Satan. And they put a good face on it and then they slap it on there saying, oh, well, you're a brother, you're a sister. But yet and still, all of that mess is not helping you to go into God's kingdom. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. If God meant you to be at a certain company, organization, what have you, it's because God made you to stay in that company, organization, to make a difference, to make a change. To make what God needs to have. in you may be the only light in that school, in that facility, in that organization, in that way that people are going to notice. People are going to sit there and they're going to hate you because you are the God that has in your life and you're prosperous. You love, you're doing what God says do. And they don't like it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You got too many people smiling in your face, but you don't see the true content behind them. Get discernment. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Man, Pastor, you coming in hard. Yes, I'm coming in hard because this is some things that's been on my mind and God has been having it on my heart. And I will jump on YouTube and I will discuss this a little bit more also because God's been um, informing me to get on YouTube and do this. These are the things we need to start realizing. We need to be praying. Do you understand that. To be not fearful in these last and evil days. Let me say I'm gonna tie for the people in the back. Pray for our children. Pray for our nation. Pray for our children. Because they're having to be the pawn in all of these plays, all of these movements that Satan has, he does not care. He has placed where parents don't have the authority and children can have the authority now. Do you understand all of these video games, all of these different devices all of these different the phones and all these all of these networks all this other stuff you need to monitor what your children are looking at what your children are seeing talk to them spend time with your children minister to them let them know that god loves them not just love him and not just he loves them but also you love them spend time with them know who god is on today and also at the same exact time My God, God keeps telling me it's like a database of things. Do you understand that now laws are coming up where children can be able to do things without parents' permission anymore? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Parents can be able to be omitted from a lot of different things right now in the United States. And do you understand that you don't think that he's not attacking our children, that he's not trying to come into their mindset, that he's not sitting up here and having, when you go to the doctor's office and some of these doctors are asking them questions in front of you, or sometimes they want to try to do it without you there. If you don't sit there and you don't train up your child in the way that wish they shall go so they won't depart from it. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. It is coming time now. The time is now. And that's what God kept putting in my head. This is the topic for today. The time is now. And I'm grateful that God still speaks. God is still ministering. God is still healing. God is still teaching. God is still God. And the more we understand that, the more we are starting to realize Stop sitting up here and playing with God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't shuck and jive when I tell you something of what God is doing. I don't shuck and jive because this time, this moment in my life, whether you like it or not, this moment in our lives are important to us right now. Do you understand? The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Go out. Speak to people. Still know who God is. And yes, I did not want to speak a lot today. I was just grieving on today. I smiled. I said hello. But it was the fact that my heart was hurt today. And I understood that I couldn't stay in my feelings if I had to deal with things that are spiritual, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Man, Pastor, you just pull it. Yes, I'm pulling it all out. Because I'm human too. I want you to know I have feelings. I have emotions. But I got to push those aside for what I need to do in God's kingdom. It ain't about me. It ain't about you. It's about what God told me to do. Amen. Now. We ain't even got there. It's just, it's a lot. (laughs) Do you understand that the enemy doesn't want the curtain to come down? It wants to keep it up. It wants to have it in full frontal view of what's going on. It doesn't want to keep it in the background. It, it, It doesn't want us to, you know, full frontal Just, just exposed everything. And God is doing that in so many different ways. And it's not like, I remember when, and remember when, um, Jesus was on the cross and when he said it was finished and the earth shook and the sun went dark and you remember the temple and the temple had the big, huge, remember, um it had the veil, and it it was cut like clean cut entwined, like two pieces. And I was thinking about how God is starting to move more. You starting to see it more. I mean, it's like ramping up time. I, I feel it every time that I'm about to go to sleep. It's like, immediately, it's time for me to wake up. And I was thinking about how Satan doesn't want the veil to come down. But God is having that veil to be ripped, entwined, in two. And how God, I mean, he this is the holies of holies. And the only person that was able to be in the holies of holies was the priest. And now we have become high priest. Now we have become the ones that we can go before God and and sit on his and and sit and um sit with him and while he's on his throne, we can speak to him. We can talk to him. We can communicate with him. Don't have to worry about a sacrifice anymore. We just have to sacrifice ourselves every day. Let me say that one more time for people back. Fiz- fi- fi- uh, figuratively. We have to sacrifice our old man, not the new man, but the old man of what we used to be. Let me calm down because it's a lot. Man, we need to think about our lives. We need to put some things in perspective. We need to start realizing that God is speaking. And when he's speaking, we need to be listening. The time is now. Time is now for us to speak up and do what God says do. The time is now to live and also read our words and prayer and fasting and meditation. The time is now. There is no other time but the present to do what God says do. And it says Joshua. And I was reading it. Joshua 10 chapter. Let's turn there. And I'm coming from the King James Version. And please make sure that you have a a journal or um, just a pen and paper just to jot down some notes. Because this is very important. And I was going back, like I said, and I went back and I saw how so many people are realizing that we are living in a time Where the decline of belief in God has has become astronomically seen and known. People have turned their backs away from God and have went a-whoring after different idols. Let me say that one more time for the people of back. A-whoring, pastor? Yes, a-whoring. That means going after viciously, constantly going after their God. This is in the Word and not even flinching when you can do things that are sinful and not even blink when you can go and i've seen this so many different times and i'm going to say this also again when you have students and you know they need help but yet and still you don't help them you have no compassion no empathy when you see your brother and sister, they need help, but you don't want to help them. No compassion, no empathy. This is what the world is becoming into. When you see somebody getting beat up and you don't want to you don't wanna jump in to help, especially if it's an elderly person or or some somebody needs to cross the street and you see them and you know you have the means to help them and you don't wanna do it. No compassion, no empathy. This is what the world is becoming now. And I'm I am concerned about it, especially for my children. I am concerned about it because as a person that is a former in the system substitute teacher, it's important to have compassion for these children. They know when you're listening. They know when you are doing your best to become a part of them, not just for now, they need adults in their lives that they can trust, that can give their the honest opinion, but also that care about where they're going. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If you are an educator and you don't care about these children, but yet still you still make it a paycheck, you need to get off of it. Get out of the position. Because if the money just drives you. And you don't care about the children. Something's wrong with you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care if you don't like me because I said it. You need to take it up with God. And if you see me, take it up with me. Email me. I'm still here. I'm still doing what God says do. So what I'm saying is that. Please, educator, psychologist, any field, nurse, doctor, lawyer, all these different fields that you are serving someone and you know, especially the children, and you know that they are trying to soak up education, give them the right things to have in their lives, not the wrong things. What do you mean, pastor? Give them good advice. Don't give them things that will trip them up. Don't give them things that will sit there and utterly destroy them. But yet and still, you're still an educator. You still want to have benefits, but yet and still, you're not doing your job. Get out the seat. Pastors too, preachers too, apostles too, ministers, teachers, prophets, prophetesses, anybody, whatever your office is, get out of it. If you don't want to do what God says do and you don't love the people, get out. Man, pastor. No, tight but right. Tight but right on today. Because I've seen too much. I've seen too much. Man, pastor. No, y'all need to hear me. Hear me today. You can love people. But also at the same exact time. No. That when God removes them, not you, God moves them out the way. Because he sees how much hurt they want to sit up there and inflict on you. The pain they want to put on you. Nah. Do what God says do. And he'll move them out the way, man. Now let's go into Joshua. 10th chapter 13 verse. Now it came to pass, and I'm starting with the 10th chapter And it's in the King James Version. Now it came to pass. When Andonai. Zakeda. King of Jerusalem. Had heard how Joshua. Had taken Ai. And. Had utterly destroyed it. As he had done to Jericho. And her king. So he had done to Ai and her king. And now the inhabitants. Of Gideon has made peace with Israel and were among them. Verse two, that they feared greatly because of Gideon was a great city as one of the royal cities and because it was greater than Ai and all the men thereof were mighty. Verse three, therefore Adonai Zadiah, king of Jerusalem sent unto Horhim, King of Hebron, and unto Philam, king of Jarmul, and unto Japhai, king of Lash, and unto Deborah, king of Ergon, saying, Come up unto me and help me that we may smite Gideon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Now let's pause there. Do you see how the enemy doesn't like when you at peace? Do you see how the enemy didn't like that they were getting close to a blessing and yet and still, they made peace with Israel. Gideon made peace. And do you see how, because Ai was slaughtered and, you know, Jericho was slaughtered. now. You see, all of these kingdoms want to come up and, and, and go up against Gideon. Isn't that how the enemy does us? Because he sees where we're at, where we're with God and we're at peace. He sees that we, we, are doing what God says to, we're reading our Bibles, we're, we're, we're praying, we're, we're fasting, we're meditating, we're, 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 we're going where God says to do. We're, our families are being able to be exalted and, and, and loved on and edified and, 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 and giving God the glory and the honor. And when we're edified in God, we, we, we look better. We 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 are we are the center of attention when we go into rooms. We we because of who God is in us, not because of us. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's not, like I said, they don't see you. They see God in you. Before you even come into the room, they see God in you. They see the presence of who you are when you come into the room. Now, let's go. Verse five. Therefore, the five kings of the Amorites now, the kings of Jerusalem and the king of Hebron and the king of Jarmoth and the king of Lash and the king of Ergon, gathered amongst themselves together and went up. And they had all their hosts and encamped before Gideon and made war against it. Verse six. And the men of Gideon sent unto Joshua. To the camp of Gilgad, saying, "Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us. And help us, for all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains have gathered together against us. Pause. Do you understand? They ain't coming from low country. They coming from high country. Do you understand that the enemy will go and look and from a high elevation will try to look down at you to see your progress, to see what's been going on. And then once they see that you have been able to be peaceful, you have all the things that you need and God has blessed you, he going to come in and say, you know what? I need to snatch that up. I need to snatch them up. I need to snatch up what they have, the benefits, the the all that. They need to know that they can't go any further. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me. That's what the enemy does. He'll come in and try to swoop in and try to take what you have. And have you with no peace, no joy, no love, no honor, no know nothing of what God has already blessed you with. Do you understand that God is sitting there and waiting for you? Oh, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's waiting on you to say something. He's waiting on you to tell him something you he's God's waiting for you to tell him what they've been doing just for him to be able to sit there and say oh my child oh my child and I said Lord I, I didn't even I'm, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna be honest let me be full frontal and so much more I talked to my husband I talked to my my oldest daughter. And I told my middle daughter, but I didn't tell God until later on and maybe later on after this too. I talked to him a little bit about it, not for him to just do something, but to sit there and have I just felt as though like I, I, you know like it was hard for me to even tell God a lot of how I feel because sometimes it's not that I don't trust that he will do something I'm I am terrified that God when I cry I've seen things happen That terrify me to the point, like, I know God did it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't know about you, but being that God is all powerful, all knowing, all I mean, everywhere God is who He is, but I've seen where when I say something, God moves and it's. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it, it terrifies me because you know how powerful God is and the very breath that God is and the very width of who God is. You are careful with what you say and what you bring before Him. And when I'm grieving, you never want like the bad things to come out when you're grieving and i'm not talking about profanity i'm talking about like the hardships of knowing some things and going through things and people doing things to you and you take it to god and it comes out how god sees it and I don't know about you but I've seen things where when people do you wrong and you tell God what's going on and you see the aftermath of what happens when you talk to God that is a lot and I see how Joshua and the people of Gideon, when Gideon saw how all these nations, all these kings and they were all these people were coming up against him, do you understand Joshua and his Israelites were the defense they needed and i and I feel like as though that's like that's god in us what do you mean pastor think about it when you go to god and you tell god everything what's going on god takes that all that into account and i don't know like i said i don't i don't my god's thoughts is not my thoughts his ways are not his ways are not my ways but when i take stuff to god and Then God comes back with a reply. And sometimes that reply is so huge. So, so, so big. And so, so deadly. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all don't see. God is jealous. God is a jealous God. And when people are not serving him. And they do you so wrong. Don't you know. God has the final say so over everything. And. It is terrifying. How much. People don't recognize who God is. So much so. That. You are careful how you talk or you say, or you speak to God. And it should be like that. You should have a reverence for God. What do you mean, Pastor? You don't make sense. See, there's a difference between when you are serving God and when you're not serving God. When you're serving God and people are sitting up here, the ones that are not serving God, and they're messing with the ones that serving God, Do you understand that when we pray, when we go before God and we petition God, the ones that are not saved or the so-called ones that say they're saved, do you understand or claim they're saved? Do you understand that when we pray, God has a reply? And sometimes that reply is a huge one. Wait, 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 what do you mean, Pat? Just like hmm, the people of Gideon went and talked and said, look, to Joshua, you know, make haste. That means hurry, please, and and save your service, the ones that are serving you. Because you see all of this going on. Now, we're going to go down a little bit more to see Joshua and God's reply. Pastor, that ain't happening today. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It may not happen the way that you think. But God has a reply for everything. And woe unto the ones that are not serving him wholeheartedly and fully. Woe. Because you ain't going to like God's reply. Pastor. God ain't like that. Okay. What do you mean? Pass. No, God is a jealous God. You only think of Jesus as love. God has his son coming back. and He's going to render judgment. He's going to be flipping over tables. Literally, he's going to be sitting there and he's going to be rendering judgment. He's going to be coming with a sword. He's going to be, it's going to be war. And who's going to win? We will. If you're on God's side, if you're on Jesus' side, if you're on the Lord's side. So that's why I'm careful with my words and with my thoughts. That's why I'm careful how I say stuff because I've seen God reply on my behalf and I'm careful. I'm also careful. I remember when Stefan, the first person that was martyred and, and he was stoned to death by Paul, he said, Lord, please forgive them for they know not what they do. It's getting to that point now. You're going to have to forgive them. Keep going. Forgive them. Keep going. What do you mean, Pastor? No, forgive the people that have done you wrong. Man, Pastor. Why? No, because you don't understand. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is telling me to tell you, forgive them. Don't let that animosity, don't let the, the, the whole entire stench of them getting in your nostrils. Don't let it become a part of you. Forgive them. Let them go. Let God know, Lord, I forgive them. Keep them going. Pray for them to to come back into God, but let them go. But when you pray, please forgive me. If you hear noise in the background, it is my dog. I mean, when I tell you, forgive him, let it go. Forgive him. I forgive that lady that did me wrong. That doesn't even know me. Forgive him. Let it go. Because... You want to enter into God's kingdom. That's God's creation. And for whatever reason, you need to be able to sit there and say, Lord, whoever has done me wrong, I forgive them. And if I've done them wrong, go towards them and you know, say, for you know, I forget, please forgive me and keep going. You don't have to stay in their lives. That lady is not going to stay in my life, but have the maturity to know when it, God needs to take over because when God takes over, that whole entire conversation changes. Let's go ahead and go down some more. Amen. Now, verse six, let me, let me go back over first six and the men of Gideon sent unto Joshua to the camp. To Gilead Gilead, saying, slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains have gathered together against us. Verse 7. So Joshua ascended from Gilead, he and all the people of war with him. And all the mighty men of value. Verse 8. And the Lord said unto Joshua, fear them not. Let me say that one more time. Ooh, y'all. Go, y'all go. Mm. And the Lord said, Joshua, fear them not, for I have delivered them unto thy hand. There shall not be a man of them stand before thee. Let me say that. Ooh, let me let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let's go back to verse eight. And the Lord said unto Joshua, fear them not, for I have delivered them unto thine hands. There shall not be a man of them stand before thee. Verse nine, Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilead all night. Verse 10, and the Lord discomforted them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gilead. And chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Horam, And smote them to Achaeus and unto Mekkaida. Verse 11. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel. And were in the going down to Beth Horam, That the Lord cast down great stones from heaven. Upon them unto Akia, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Do you understand? Do you see the response of God? He told Joshua, "Fear them not. Let's go back. Fear them not, for I have delivered them unto thine hand." there shall not a man of them stand before thee y'all don't oh y'all don't hear me though y'all don't hear me y'all don't hear me though God's reply said, don't fear him I will give them into your hand you know into he when he said that paraphrasing okay it's like go handle your business. Go do what I told you to do and spare them not. When God, and I mean, when God sat there and said that, and then he, he let them be able to slaughter them, but then the hailstones came while they're still sitting up here and fighting, it's a wrap. And you got God coming out with hailstones, it's a wrap. You got God on your side. It's a wrap. What do you mean? Pat? Do you understand? Who commands the earth? Who makes the sea and the winds obey? God. Who sits there and has the sun, the moons, and the stars at his feet? God. Go back to Job. When Job got dragged for two chapters, who made man? That was me. Were you there? I'm paraphrasing. Were you there? Y'all don't hear me though. It, it it The time is now to do what God says do. Spare them not. Spare them not. And I'm not talking about killing them. But I'm talking about their flesh needs to be slaughtered. Figuratively. The way that you used to live, the old man needs to be killed daily. Figuratively. The way that you are accepting all of this mess from the enemy and Holy Spirit. Thank you. You, do you remember when you would receive presents from somebody or gifts, but you knew that person didn't like you. So you would accept the gift or would you, would you reject the gift? all oh, y'all don't hear me though. If somebody gave you a gift for your birthday, And you knew the person didn't like you. Would you accept it or would you reject it? Now, I remember when somebody didn't like me and they gave me something. I told them, thank you. But I didn't eat it. I didn't bring it into my home either. I I went and I threw it out. Why? Because when I would have sat there and brought it into my home and accepted it all the way through. Do you understand because of what they had on them, it could have came and transferred into my home, which I knew wasn't of God. And I didn't want anything coming in my home that wasn't of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand when God gives you what you need? And I love how he was with Joshua. And he was kicking butt taking names but and also with the hailstorm, god was massacring them because guess what you messed with the wrong one you saw how god and joshua because joshua sought the lord first he didn't just sit there and say oh well i'm not gonna no he sought god first he put god first and don't you know, God came through for them. He gave them the answer. See, some of us don't want that answer. I'd rather be on the Lord's side than to be in the enemy's camp. Because the enemy giving you all of this fame, fortune, uh, houses, cars, money, your soul is more important than all of that. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I heard so many celebrities say, hey, I sold my soul so that you can get good music or I sold my soul so I can get the money. Do you understand? When you make those type of situations, are you making those type of promises or or conditioning or, or difference in life for, for not you, but you're thinking, oh, I'm putting this on the money for my, my family. You know, I have children. I have, you know, this and that. Do you understand you are forfeiting? You are becoming like Esau. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Thank you for reminding me. you become becoming like Esau. you selling your birthright. God did not want that for you. you you selling out. Your birthright. Go back into the word of God. And look for uh, Jacob and Esau. And how. He sold his birthright. For. S- a meal. And then later on. Got deceived. And he couldn't take anything with him. Y'all selling out. To the wrong. God. i am talking about little G. Or little G's. I'm serving the true and living God. And I'm saying this. Some of us are selling. Let me let me correct myself, Lord. Some of us are selling out to the wrong little G's. Cause honestly, it all goes back to Satan. Let's just be honest and, and quaint and clear. It's going back to the little G's and not. With God and who God is. The majority of who God is. This is not it. It's not. And let's go back. So. Verse 11. And it came to pass. As they fled from before Israel. And were in. The going down to Beth. Beth That the Lord cast down great stones. From heaven. Upon them unto. Ah, uh, Zika, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Verse 12. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the in the in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand. Thou still upon Gideon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalin. thirteen verse, and the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people have avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasar? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hastened not to go down for a whole, about a whole day. Verse 14. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord heard hearken unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Hold oh, don't hear me though. Ooh, let me say that one more time. Verse 14. And there, was no day like that before it and after it, that the Lord heard hearken unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Verse 15, And Joshua returned and all Israel with him unto the camp of Gildad. Mm. Verse 16, But these five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave at Machadon. Verse 17, and it was told Joshua, saying, The five kings are found hid in a cave at Makadon. Verse 18, and Joshua said, Roll great stones upon the mountain of the cave and set men by it for to keep them. Verse 19, and stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies and smite the hidden most of them. Suffer them not to enter into those cities. Into their cities, for the Lord your God has delivered them unto your hands. Verse 20. And it came to pass that when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaughtering them with a very great slaughter, till they were consumed, that the rest which remained of them entered into fence cities. Verse 21 And the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makadah in peace none moved his tongue against any of the children of israel what do you what are you talking about past white mm, mm, mm. do you understand that when god sits there and he told joshua where they were and Uh, are the five kings. Do you understand that he snuffed them out because of the mindset? Mm. Sometimes God is going to be able to tell you, Hey, this person is not going to stay in your, in your church. This person is not of of God. He snuffs them out. He, 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 he lets them know who they are. He lets you know who they are. They are. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Let me correct myself. I'm getting ahead of myself, Lord. He lets you see who the enemy is and also where their location is and snuffs them out so that you can be able to have the victory and give it to God back to God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God shows you who your enemies are through discernment and he snuffs them out. And guess what? God delivers you from everything. He takes care of everything. And when the Israelites and everyone went back, nobody talked about them bad. None. They couldn't even put their lips on them. So what I'm telling you is that the time is now. Time to speak up, Israel. Time to do what God says Joshua's. Time to do what God says. Time for you to get up. The battle is not yours, but His. Don't sit there and have your hearts turned because of what the enemy has promised you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do not have your hearts turned against God for what the enemy promises you. He's done that to Jesus, He's done that to so many different people, but Jesus said, No. Bread and water is not. We have not just bread and water to eat, but the word of God on today. Paraphrasing. These these lands are, this is corruptible. Jesus has an incorruptible kingdom. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Paraphrasing. Thank you, Lord. Don't turn your heart towards men. Turn your heart back towards God. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. Do you understand? We are living in critical times right now. We are living in critical moments right now. We are living in a time where you need to speak up for the truth. And if you don't, the enemy will get comfortable and make more territory, make more territory, give more land get more land, get more elevation, get more this and that. And before you know it, it's all chaos. And if you don't speak up, your children won't be able to be taught the way that you need to for them to be taught. If you don't speak up, your government is going to fold in the sand. If you don't speak up where you live at, it's going to come and it's going to keep calm down in. Do you see how New York is? Do you see how Los Angeles is? Do you see the corruption? The evilness, even in Birmingham, where I have grown up. So many deaths, so much corruption, so, so much, so much sin. If you don't, who, if you don't speak up, who will? If you don't come out, who will? If You don't become the light in the darkness. Who is going to do it? When God sits there, he calls you. Few are chosen. A lot of people are called. Everybody has a calling, but few are really chosen. Really doing their jobs, really sitting there and doing what God says do. Are you going to be one of those? It's your time. The time is now. Don't you fold. Don't you break. Don't you sit there and take another day. Don't you get off on, oldest oh, person don't like me and oldest oh, this and that. It ain't about you. It ain't about your feelings. It's about what God says. Now keep going. It's time. When is the saints of the most high going to say something? You don't have to take you no know, TD Jakes or Kreplo Dollar or and all of these big huge names to say, when are you gonna say something? Yeah, I I'm not waiting for them to say something. I'm I'm sitting up here and I'm 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 coming from South Korea. And don't you know God's gonna give me time to go back to the United States one day? And do you understand? I still need to keep my same tone, my same posture. I still need to keep what God has for me because he needs for me to speak when no one else wants to speak. He wants me to still be the same way that I'm here in Korea, that I need to be my due diligence. Wherever you are at in the world, keep speaking. Keep preaching, keep going out and speaking and telling the word of God. Keep showing people and living God's word. Keep giving them the word of God in love. Yes, but also in the holy righteousness and truth. Keep flipping tables. Keep demanding that we need to know who God is. Keep God in our school. Keep God in our prayer life. Keep God in our homes, in our country, in our government. Keep God where he is supposed to be in every facet of us. Because I keep saying this, Israel and United States, those are the only two that have covenant with God. All the rest of them wasn't found like that. So keep God where he's supposed to be. In your heart, in your mind, in your your home, in your conversations, in your life, in your job, in your ministries, in your podcasts, everywhere that you are, that's where God needs to be. Keep him first. And he won't be second. Because I'm telling you, oh man, oh man, oh man. It's coming to a point. We need to be like Joshua. We need to be tactful. We need to be able to, as soon as something comes up, good or bad, we need to be praising God. We need to be giving it to God full force and nobody else. I mean, he commanded the sun and the moon, and God listened. God listened to Joshua because he knew that he was doing what he said do. Y'all don't hear me though. When you sell out for God like that, I mean sold out. The man was sold out for God like that. Nothing is limited. Everything is possible. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. When you sold out for God, the enemy is mad at you because you are so sold out. I'm jealous of Enoch because, man, Enoch was living here. He was able to fellowship, commune with God. He was with God 24-7. And then God said, you know what? I like you. You can come with me. And then he was gone. How many can I? I can't even say that about myself like that. I, I, let's just be honest, man, pastor, this is, no, I'm telling you, be honest with yourself. Get like Enoch, get like Joseph, get like David, like God's after God's own heart, get like Joshua that was going to war and he put God first in everything he does. And even when the people and they, even when some people were disobedient to God, he flushed it out because he knew that God was not going to stay with them. Y'all don't hear me though. Flush out the sin that you are in. Stop staying in that mess. Stop sitting up here and making excuses for it to being in your life. Y'all better start flushing it out. Start calling it out. You lazy? Get off being lazy. Get off doing this, gossiping, lying, cheating, fornicating, all that stuff. Get off of it. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, you know, God knows my heart. No, God knows it and he knows that it's sinful. That's why he sits there and he calls and tells the prophets or prophetesses or apostles, ministers, teachers, deacons, whoever it is in your life to get off of it. Get weaned off of it. The sin you've been on, you've been on it too long. Crack cocaine, prostitution, all of that. Get off of it. Be like Joshua. Start sitting up here and saying, you know what? I need to conquer some things in my life. No pity party here. Start thinking about what God wants you to do. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, woe is me. Do you understand that I can't stay in my state? I can't stay all the way, always, woe is me, pity me and all this other stuff. How can I be able to be a conqueror while you sitting up here? I'm a pity, pity party. Why why are you always sitting up here and you seeing certain people on the media? Well, I'm the victim. When are you going to be victorious? How many times have you been able to be victorious and you the victim? You better get out of that mindset. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Get off the oh I'm I'm this and I, I I you know I'm I'm going through this and I've been through that. Do you understand I'm not the victim, I've been victorious. I am no longer a victim. Nobody has to give me anything. Nobody has to sit there and give me anything because God helps me to get everything that I need. Let me say that one time for the people in the back. I am not a victim. I am living victorious because I know who God is and I know who my father is. And he's going to be able to supply my needs according to his riches and glory. It is not about generational curses. It's not about all this other mess. No, sitting when God sat there and said, you have become of me, that means all of that was cancered. All of it was canceled. All of it was gone. I know that God can be able to give me what I need because guess what? I've been serving him. Have you been serving him? Oh, man, pastor. Tight but right. Know who God is on today. Don't just serve him with lip service. He knows your heart. Stop going and serving him with lip service. Stop sitting up here and saying you're going to do something, but you don't do it. And you're going back on your word on God. Y'all better stop doing that mess. God is getting tired. Time now to stand up and stand out. Time now to stop pity partying. Uh, go get your hanky. Go rip it up. And it's time for you to go. Hanky? What is a hanky, pastor? <laughs> a hanky is when, where you can be able to, it's a it's a cloth where you usually get it from a male from his uh his suit and you used to dab your feet your you know dab your eyes with them wipe your eyes with them when you're crying get off that hanky handkerchief I mean I call it hanky but handkerchief get off of it get off of all of that do what God says do amen now, if you don't know who God is, you don't know what time it is. We are living in a time where you need to go and you need to have God in life. You need to be able to do what God says do. And if you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, go with me to Romans 10, 9 through 13. And it says that if thou shalt believe, thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, excuse me. And shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10 For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11 For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12 For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him verse 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved get off of the things that we are doing you know that it's not right it says in the last and evil days they will call men will call things good evil and evil good get off of it get out of it Whatever relationship you are in that is not of God, get out of it. God has not called you to be that wife or that husband to that person, especially when you have not been able to get married and you sitting in sin. Get off of it. Get out of it. God is telling you. He's calling you. Come out. Come out from among them and be separated. Come out. Now. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you hear, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Podbean, Amazon Music and Audible, Spotify and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung and other major platforms like YouTube. Um, You will enjoy so much more. Please, if you leave us a five star rating, that will help to reach more people. And if you are having any questions comments, please you can find me on Facebook at It Is Written by Afrocentric Prophet. Also, we have. By Av- <laughs> it is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A Once again, it is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A Please, if you want to follow me I'm on Facebook It is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A Now, thank you so much for listening on today If you have just found me Thank you so much for giving me an opportune time to be able to occupy your your space for today. If you've been with me for so many years and thus time, thank you so much also. This has been a really eye-opening experience for me in this podcast. I know that God is with me, that this is not about me, but it's about him. And I want to glorify him in everything that I do. So I'm going to tell you so much that God is just so, so good, and I cannot at all take any credit for anything. God is the main person that's been able to orchestrate this podcast. He has been the main one that I have been able to rely on and trust in my lifetime, and there is no one above him, nobody no one that has been able to be anything else, but he is the main person. He has been my mother and my father when I did not have any. He has been my best friend when I did not have any. When I did not have anyone to call on. So to me, I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, I thank you, Lord. And to all of you that are listening, I appreciate you and I thank you also. Please continue in the faith, continue in doing what God says do. Don't stay quiet. We need to make noise. We need to do what God says do. Do it in truth. Do it in love. But also, we're going to have holy, righteous anger. And the holy, righteous anger is when you are speaking up for God. And you're doing it in such a way that you're not sitting up here being vulgar. You're not no, no bad words, no profanity, no nothing. You just speaking what God is saying. And you're going to see the demons coming out. You're going to see all these different things. But God, he keeps you. He He preserves you. He protects you and he fights for you. And don't, don't, oh my, do not put God in a box. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Do not put God in a box because he is more than that. He is way more than what we are, even family. God is the author and the finisher of our faith, the alpha and the omega. Elohim El Shaddai, he is the main true one. And for that, I thank you. Please, keep God first. The time is now. Stand up, saints. Speak the word and speak the truth. Because I'm telling you, you're going to have to give an account to it when you stay quiet. And when you stay quiet, do you understand that speak volumes, even when you're not speaking? You're condoning what's going on. And I'm sorry, I can't condone any of that. God is speaking, and he wants me to say it. Do not condone to the sin. Do not condone to what the world is saying. You need to do what God says do, and do it wholeheartedly. Amen. Thank you so much for listening once again. Konon sami da.